Welcome back. My name is Steve, the founder of English and Go. The bird you heard in the introduction was a Tui bird. T-U-I. The same name as the German travel agency. I have spent the last two weeks in New Zealand, getting to know the country, its birds, and its people. Today's podcast will focus on the first part of my observations, which is how the English language used in New Zealand is a little bit different than other places. Mark and his wife Judy, who were kind enough to host us for two days, explained to me that New Zealand was the last global landmass settled by people, originally Polynesians, who are known to us today as the Maori. And later, of course, came the British. So it is no surprise that New Zealand English, sometimes called Kiwi English, is an older version of British English, further molded by influences from Australia and, of course, the Maori language. Being proficient in American, Canadian, and British English made it pretty easy for me to get along. But I must be honest, there were several instances where I did not understand what was being said, and I will highlight those as we come to them. As alluded to earlier, Australia is the closest large country and provides the most tourists to New Zealand. So Aussie influences on the local language are clear and easy to spot, especially in service jobs. Now, the Australians speak pretty fast, so as I use these terms, I will explain them again a little more slowly. So the Australian greeting is good day, which is short for good day. So if you were to go to a coffee shop, for example, the person might say to you, good day, what can I get you? Which is Australian for good day and what can I get you? The expression, no worries, is quite common here and it has a couple meanings. It can either mean I understand or yes. For example, I'd like an order of pancakes with a side of bacon. No worries, anything else? Both the Australians and the Kiwis call McDonald's Maccas. M-A-C-C-A-S. And Kiwi men use the Australian word mate when speaking to or about another man. I heard Mark use this term specifically when he said, Sorry, mate. That's just not good enough. As New Zealand was settled by the British, New Zealand typically uses British pronunciation and spelling. But there were a few instances that struck me. One of them is the word schedule, or a planung in Deutsch. Like the British, the Kiwis use a softer version of this, so it sounds a bit like Sean Connery when they say schedule. There's also the word pupils, P-U-P-I-L-S. They use this no matter the age of the learner. So while many places will refer to pupils as quite young children, older children or adults are often called students. But when speaking to Carmel and Bob, a lovely couple in their 70s who hosted us for a few days, 
Carmen called herself a pupil. She had said, oh, I'll be going to a crafting class tomorrow. And I asked, oh, are you teaching the class? And she said, no, I'm a pupil. The other word is pie, P-I-E. Now, in the United States, a pie is usually a dessert, like an apple pie or a cherry pie. You may know this from the movie American Pie. However, in Britain and New Zealand, pie is a savory dish, or a Herzhaft im Deutsch. It can be a lunch thing, or it can be a large dinner, like a shepherd's pie. In American English, these would maybe be called a pot pie, P-O-T-P-I-E. But in New Zealand, it's just called pie. The Kiwis also use the word clever, C-L-E-V-E-R, instead of very smart or very bright. But of all the many words in British English, I never expected to be confused by the word tea, T-E-A. I mean, I'm quite familiar with English tea. In fact, I made an entire podcast about it, Podcast 77, English and Tea. But here in New Zealand, it can be used to describe dinner or supper, like Abendessen. When Carmel finished cooking a lovely pasta, she said, Okay, everyone, come in. Tea is ready. And I was genuinely confused. I asked her, Wait, you made tea? And then she laughed, and she explained no, that she meant dinner or supper was served. I actually had to look this up, because I've never heard the word tea used to describe dinner or supper. But actually, if we go back in time like 150 years to the high British Empire, tea was used to mean a meal. But over time, that changed. And in Europe, when we think of tea, we typically think of the drink, maybe served with some snacks, like some small sandwiches or maybe some biscuits. But here in New Zealand, they still use the older or archaic term of tea to mean dinner. We must also recognize that New Zealanders have their own distinct pronunciation of English. And it mostly applies to the two vowels A and E. Most English-speaking countries have two versions of A and E. The long form, which we can hear in words like haven and even, or the short form, which sounds a bit more like ah and eh. You can hear these short forms when I say the words batter and better. But those short forms, yep, they don't really seem to apply to the Kiwis. It's long and sharp A's and E's all the way, which can really throw you off. How they pronounce the letter A is similar to the Australians, but a bit sharper. I can demonstrate it by the sentence, Today is a good day for being careful. But it is that Kiwi E that really stands out. 
haven and even will sound the same. But when you get to the short form of the words, in American English, the ones I used earlier were batter, as in someone who swings a bat, and better, meaning better than good. But when the Kiwis pronounce it, they sound wildly different. They become bater and beater. I was in a bakery around lunchtime, and I asked about some pies they had on offer. And the lady said, well, the chicken and veggie pie is popular. And I had to ask her, I'm like, chicken and what? Veggie. Oh, oh, veggie, like vegetables. Some other examples. Beeries for berries. Veery for very. Once you get used to it, it is rather endearing. Now, as I stated earlier at the beginning of this podcast, the last major influence on New Zealand English is, of course, the Maori language. M-A-O-R-I. Maori words and their customs are well integrated into New Zealand society. And the country has worked hard to elevate Maori to the status of a second language, similar to how French is the second official language in Canada. As of today, most New Zealand road signs are printed in both English and Maori. There are some common Maori words that you will hear when traveling in New Zealand. Kiora, which is the Maori version of greetings or good day. Kakita Anu, see you later. Kumara, this is a type of sweet potato, but milder and with a hint of jasmine in the taste. Although Kumara is not actually native to New Zealand, it's been here for a very long time and has become a staple of both Maori and Kiwi cuisine. There is the Katanga a welcome or opening ceremony at an event. For example, Sunday night is the Katanga, but the conference will start on Monday. Another word is Aroha. A-R-O-H-A. Which means compassion, love, or empathy. I heard this word several times when New Zealanders were talking about the wildfires that had emerged on the Hawaiian island of Maui. They expressed their oroha for the people of Hawaii. And last, but certainly not least, Aotearoa. A-O-T-E-A-R-O-A which is the Maori name for New Zealand. Aotearoa translates to the land of the long white clouds, which is, without a doubt, the most beautiful name for a country that I've ever heard. Again, my name is Steve, the founder of English and Go!, an English-language teaching and consulting company based in Osnabrück, Germany. 
though currently I am in the land of the long white clouds. <laughs>